Good evening, folks. It's eight o'clock on the button. This is the Seeds of Creativity show number 28. It's Thursday, the 8th of April, 2021, and we have got Daryl Wakelum. You're listening to Maria and Russell. This is the Seeds of Creativity live show on LearnRadio.net. Yes, indeed. We'd love to hear from you folks on the show padlet. Here are all of the contact details. Contact the show right now. Drop us a text to 7 26 400 or email the Seeds of Creativity team on seedsofcreativity20 at gmail.com. You can also write on our Padlet and drop us a shout-out on the page. Just head to learnradio.net and click on Seeds of Creativity to find us. Remember, we're on air until 9pm tonight. And we've got a great competition for you this evening. It really is brilliant. And all you have to do is answer this question by email, folks, and get that answer to our system on our email address, learnradiolive at gmail.com. It's on the website. We just need the answer to this question. What's the date of our very first Seeds of Creativity show? The date, please, of our very first Seeds of Creativity show. We'll take the third correct answer out of the bag. And the prize is a free, complete VIP ticket to the Mental Health and Wellbeing show on the 20th of May. It's a virtual show and all the details at mhwshow.co.uk. I'll give those details out a little later on in the show. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If texting is your thing this evening, then texts are open and available to you. 078600 26400. Texts are free from most UK mobile phones, folks. And we'd love to read something on the Padlet. Go to learnradio.net forward slash contact. That'll take you to our comms Padlet. But if you'd like to write on our show page, then you can go straight up folks and click on the seed of creativity or next live show and that'll take you to our show page there's a stunning photograph of the man himself we'll have to ask questions about where that was taken and the show padlet and i can see lorraine is writing on there already with something from mrs richards mina and phil hello good evening to all of you thank you so much indeed and if you've got a question you can pop that on the padlet below that as well we are absolutely thrilled are we not maria that he's back isn't that good oh this is going to be the show the show russell it's amazing good evening oh, i'm so excited i know it's brilliant he's such a playful young man i have to say and we did enjoy him but we were doing something for children so we had to just kind of stick to the script and it was all about the cardboard and it's really good now we can ask you about those tricky questions about his creativity and how much glue does he buy at once i mean and where does he get all his stuff from those kinds of questions so maria let's kick the show off what have you got for us Thank you, Russell. So this evening we are going to be talking about how creativity has been completely reimagined in the last 12 months and it's really evolved to support education with moving forward. Now, we know that colleagues have been very creative in using online approaches to you know, facilitate learning and we are still finding ourselves in that very different climate to where we were this time last year and we've all had to innovate and evolve our practices to keep up that connection with learners and students. And as Russell was saying, coming up in the show, we'll be speaking to the Daryl Wakelam and how he took the challenges of lockdown and completely reimagined his creativity online to support not only colleagues, but families through, you know, 
lockdown one, lockdown two, part three, part four, and so on, and how his tenacity has brought him to where he is today. Now, Russell, we did have Daryl on our Crafty Cafe show a few weeks ago, didn't mm-hmm. we? And we did. And radio is such a great way to encourage creativity, you know, because listening to those steps is very is very different, you know, to create their own interpretation, isn't it? Well, you know my view, and I've shared it with listeners mm-hmm. many times on here. The second my view, ladies and gentlemen, and there are other folks with other views here, but my view is the second you show a picture to a child you have limited their imagination and so radio gives them a complete blank canvas they have to listen and they have to imagine and they have to interpret and that for us is the cutting edge of creativity and radio works so well plus the fact you can have it on in the background you don't need to have it on your screen you can have it blaring out of your phone or your speakers or uh, out of uh, one of those fabulous smart speakers. Just, it's so easy peasy for doing that. So your hands are free and you can then focus on the job in task. So for, it was really good. And we have proof, listeners. We have proof, don't we, Maria? Because we we told the our young uh, creatives what to do and they did other stuff as well. So back came, they photographed their images and shared them after they'd done their make-alongs with us. And we were really surprised, weren't we? It was quite innovative. It's just great because we talk about on the Saturday show how, you know, we're inspiring the young people, but actually they're re-inspiring each other by, Mm -hmm. you know, changing a little bit, moving something over there. You know, if they haven't got googly eyes, finding something else to do. If they haven't got an egg box, finding some seedling boxes, you know, Mm. really being creative. I mean, it's such a wonderful show. I love presenting that, you know, with you on a Saturday morning. It's just, it's innovative, it's connective, it's just wonderful. And there have been a lot of creative practitioners, hasn't there, that, you know, have really evolved their practice. And, you know, for an online community, and I know I've attended mindfulness workshops with nature and i've also done some art classes Mm. you know that are ordinarily led in person wow and what do you think you've got out of those sessions maria well i mean the online classes i i was never a big watercolorist but i'm 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 improving my skills but I think for me it's the connection you know when you are working from home Mm. or you know shielding or not able to go about your normal ordinary you know ordinary business is is that connection and you're connecting with so many like-minded people and for me it enriches my soul I don't know about you Russell no we talked about that last night in the book club we were saying how poetry just enriches the soul I have to say more than any other book does that's really really important folks we'd really like you to get involved with us we have a series of questions on the padlet just go to learnradio.net and click on next live show that'll take you to our seeds of creativity show number 28 Maria my goodness Mm -hmm. Uh, where has the time gone and that'll take you to the show page that's what we call a show page got two padlets on there one for standard questions and comms and the next one uh, questions for you to answer to our first question is just going live now what creativity have you seen evolve online and please share your answers and your views on that question or if perhaps you've got a question for daryl as well that's perfectly okay as well on the padlet just press that pink circle in the bottom right hand corner with the plus key on there put your first or surname in the box wherever you want to uh, or something if you don't want to identify yourself that's perfectly okay And then below that, click and say the question. Type it out there and uh, then click on the background. Wait for approval. And whilst you do that, we've got some great music this evening. And I'm not to blame for the music choices this evening. I have to say Daryl is responsible. So if you don't like any tracks, you can write to Daryl Wakeham, care of Cardboard City, and complain to him directly. But actually, he's chosen some great songs. The first one I'm playing on 7-inch vinyl. It's Blondie, Union City Blue. 
Oh, I just love that they don't make records like that. My goodness, Blondie Union City Blue. It is 11 minutes past 8 o'clock. This is Seeds of Creativity, live on LearnRadio.net. It certainly is, folks, and we've got a competition for you. Here is your second opportunity now. We're giving away a £90 free VIP ticket to a virtual event. It's the Mental Health and Wellbeing Show. It is packed with keynote speakers. Uh, just thinking, so Alistair Campbell is speaking. Loads of really important and famous folk on the agenda there as well. There is an exhibition and there are lots of seminars. And Maria's been to some of the pre-seminars as well. Perhaps we'll talk about those a bit later on in the show. It's worth 90 quid this ticket. If you want some details, just go to mhwshow.yo. Let me try that one again mhw that's mental health well-being show.co.uk and we just need the answer to this question on email what's the date of our first seeds of creativity show find it out please and you can go and find that on learnradio.net and when you know the answer we'll take the third correct answer out of the hat and learn radio live at gmail.com it's a good competition and you enjoyed those sessions haven't you? you've been doing some of those workshops haven't you maria Absolutely fabulous. There was a webinar this morning about um, mental health and in, in well-being in the workplace. Mm. Absolutely incredible, Russell. I mean, well worth it. I mean, that ticket is is just what a beautiful, beautiful prize. It's Lovely. a gold ticket. It's a gold ticket, mm. folks, and it's yours. We're giving it away. And thanks so much indeed for the kind folks. Uh, and, of course, Dawn was our guest last week on the show. We talked her into some free tickets. So that's a good technique. So get in touch with us on email. We'll only take those answers on email. Please learn radio live at gmail.com. Third correct answer out of the bag. Maria, what do we have on the contact padlet this evening? Thank you, Russell. So Phil has got in touch and they say, looking forward to this one. Have a great show, everyone. Thank you, oh. Phil, for getting in touch. Well done, Phil. Thank you so much. Mina, hello to Daryl. I feel that Daryl's brought his own worshipful community with him this evening. Mina is one of them. Hello, Mina. Thanks very much. Good evening to you. I'm sure Daryl sends his very best wishes. What else have we got, Maria? Thank you. So we've got Mrs. Richards and Mrs. Richard, Mrs. Richards, apologies. <laughs> she says, we follow Daryl's work in class and have many pieces on our walls from children copying his ideas. So thank you. Well done, Mrs. Richards. Thank hey, you for getting in touch. That's really good. And Lorraine, good, fabulous Lorraine. Hello, Daryl. Looking forward to the show. It is a veritable who's who here this evening, isn't it? And they're, they're gathering, mm. they're gathering, I have to say. Keep the messages coming, folks. We love to hear from you on the show. Now, our question before we played the music was, what creativity have you seen evolve online and we're looking for those answers on the website maria and megan's been in touch what does she say thank you so megan says daryl's work has helped me so much during lockdown last year with my classes and she's got a question so when he comes on the show later on we're going to ask is there anything he's found that was a challenge to make so we'll tune in and you'll um, you'll find out the answer to that thank you Excellent. and also russell you can see that maya's answered a question about what creativity have you seen evolve online oh wow excellent and maya says uh, or maya says i've attended some outdoor learning training which i'd never have been to before it was really good and if it wasn't online i probably wouldn't have been able to attend due to distance restrictions maya thank you so much that's a really good point isn't it because the the whole covid thing has made training course is quite difficult to uh, to access haven't they 
Yeah, we talked about this last week on the show with Dawn Evans as well. And we talked about, you know, how growing your own CV is really important. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that show, listeners, definitely give that a listen to. Where can they find that, Russell? All on the website there. Just go to Caesar Creativity, look through the dates and you could do a general search if you wanted to as well. There's a search button on there and you could type anything into the search box and it'll bring up shows with those mentions there. And you just need to look for Dawn Evans or last week's show and you'll find all the details there. Well, I think it's time to bring the man himself out isn't it maria i think it is i think we need to we need to ask him to um you know find that cardboard castle and and reveal himself i've so got a drum roll here evening. can i do a drum roll okay. you do the intro yes, you do the intervention go on. okay here we go so our guest this evening is daryl wakelam and daryl is an illustrator former art tutor workshop facilitator and he focuses his time now on 3d sculptural models using recycled materials and anyone in the twitter community would have seen his fabulous creations over the past year listeners good evening daryl and welcome to the show hello there it's fantastic to meet you both yet again just a few weeks later. <laughs> oh, it's absolutely fabulous. So, listeners, we had Daryl on our crafty, ca- our crafty Cafe show a few weeks ago for Earth Hour, and we just thought we need to talk to him a little bit more. This is a fascinating man. So, Daryl, for colleagues who I, I can't imagine why they haven't had the pleasure of discovering your work, please can you tell them a little bit about yourself? Uh, I can, yeah. Uh, I'm a freelance artist, um, and I am originally from the Midlands, as if you couldn't tell. Um, and I lived and worked up in Staffordshire at a fantastic place called Industry Hall, which is a residential arts centre. I worked there for about ooh, about 13 years. And then I moved down to Dorset, which is where I am now. Uh, I live in Lyme Regis on the south coast. Uh, very famous for fossils and Mary Anning, which I know a lot of teachers will know all about. And I travel all over the country working for mainly schools, uh, but sometimes museums and theatres and other organisations. And I make sculptures with children and uh, use mainly cardboard, but I use lots of recyclable materials. Um, and uh, yeah, that's basically me. That's what I do. That sounds fabulous. You must absolutely love what you do. You must get out of bed every day and just and just enjoy your life. That sounds fabulous. Now, yeah. now colleagues, colleagues have had to adapt. <laughs> colleagues have had to adapt their learning practices in many ways this year, as you know. Now, how did you change and evolve from what you were doing prior to you know that famous month, March twenty twenty? Yeah, I, it was a massive change for me. I, mm. I, I've been sort of living in the same moment for a very long time where. I would get booked, I'd go into schools, I'd do what they said and get paid and go home and then do the next one. And it was just a constant, you know, constant art fest, really. Um, And then, you know, this time last year, everything disappeared within about a week. I think like like a lot of self-employed people within a week, I lost at least a third of my year's work just disappeared. Mm. Um, And this was, you know, at the time there was no government grant there was no you know there was no saving you know people in that situation so I just sat and thought to myself well I can't sit and do nothing because that's just not in me so I thought I'd start to put some stuff online and I came up with this idea of using the things that obviously the children had got available at home Um, I knew I'd got the skills and also because way way back I'd done a graphics degree I knew I could put them together as a kind of recipe 
So I took photos, built the stuff, and I started to put them online, and they really took off, and that was the big change for me. And I did a lot of other projects subsequently after that, but those first projects are still finding a new audience. Almost every day I get oh, probably more, more than 10 people contact me who haven't seen them before, and they roll forward and, and continue to inspire children and families to have a little go at things at home. So it's been brilliant. And it's so helpful because it is things around the house. I mean, I remember that the first one that I was drawn to was the monkey out of yeah. the the egg box. I mean, I thought I could do that. You know, I could do that quite easily. And, you know, the, the pictures and the steps that you have was were so easy, aren't they, Russell? Absolutely. Uh, and we like the really, really like that. Um just the way you could kind of adapt stuff and and how accessible that's the word i'm looking for how accessible mm-hmm. uh, that is that as well and i just wondered you know when you go into schools there because you used to do that and lead workshops there how are you continuing to support schools at the moment yeah it's, well to be honest i'm still going into school so that mm. that yeah I, that was all booked and that was what i was meant to be doing so I went back from between September and Christmas. I went back with obviously with the visor and PPE and all of the procedures around that. But I went back for that time. And then again, everything was kicked into touch in January, like everyone knows. Um, but all of that now continues and, and I'll go back to that. But obviously now I've got another string to my bow because I've got online work and I've got people who are interested from further afield. Um, and so I'm going to continue to do that. Um, I'm looking at doing some training sessions as well, maybe uh, online. There, there seems to be quite a, quite a lot of call for that. Um, I think 3D stuff is something that people know less about in school, and there's sort of there's less people who are maybe as confident in doing that. So it's something I'm going to try and and, and put forward. But as of uh, after after the Easter holidays, I am back in schools and and back doing what I love. So there will be a lot of that as well. <laughs> mm, brilliant. I think the 3D stuff is more forgiving, I, and I, I you know you can hide a mop. Well, I did anyway. My kind of koala looked more like a Dalek up a tree. I have to say, but but. <laughs> And I like that. It's okay. And it was more forgiving because it still looked good um, because the 3D think, stuff gives it an extra dimension. Apologies for the pun there. I, I think so. But also it's a great leveler as well because I think like everyone who's listening will remember when they're at school, there's one kid in each class that can draw. And, yeah. and whenever you do art, they're like, yeah, go and look at Paul's, go and look at James. They're, they're the best at drawing. But what happens when you do 3D stuff, it levels all of that out and you find that suddenly a kid who maybe never thinks they're going to be the one that that makes a difference, they produce something that looks amazing and all the other kids love it. Um, And and it gives you a real opportunity to kind of bring that that person's confidence up. And I I found that very early on. And and also it's just more involved. There's more stages to it. It's more exciting. So you know that in one day like i was working yesterday i was working with some special needs kids yesterday and um there must have been about 10 different parts to the process we made some ice creams um cardboard cone ice creams but there were so many different stages involved that if you weren't happy with one of them you very quickly were doing the next one so 
Mm. If you just do drawing, then a kid can go, oh, I can't do this. I'm going to give up. I'm no good at drawing. I've never been any good at drawing. And you have all these battles to fight. Mm. Whereas with the 3D stuff, it gives you a way in, I think. And that's as a teacher, you've got to find a a way in there. So I think it helps. I I love that. And you've created so many wonderful 3D creations using recycled materials. I remember the Nelson Mandela sculpture and recently more of the Easter activities that you've been doing. How have you seen colleagues adapt your work for the curriculum uh, i think in in so many different ways to be honest russell i mean the, the i mean t- from the outset i was aiming really at parents and children i was aiming to help them and then very quickly realized from the reaction i got back that teachers were using it when the bubbles were in school and, and you'd got so many different age groups at once i think craft activities were a really good way of, of keeping people you know keeping kids occupied um, and so i found suddenly that loads of teachers were interested and then teachers started to ask me how can we integrate this into lessons how mm. can we use this part of the topics that we're covering anyway mm. um and i think i mean you can use this stuff for literally any subject but i think it lends itself particularly to things like historical subjects particularly ancient history I mean, pretty much everything we know about ancient history comes from art anyway so that's a really easy one to to dive into obviously literacy because you can do you know stories and characters and poetry and you can link it to all of that um so i think those and obviously the animal uh, related ones so any kind of science topics or topics about you know it could be bugs or insects or birds or marine life or conservation so a bit like what we did on the the earth day mm. the, the earth hour program sorry where we we were looking at the koala bear and the bushfires um and i think you know art, art's such a great way of getting kids involved that they become excited about something quicker and and you know they, they really get into it if there's some kind of creative element um, and i think that that i mean teachers constantly surprise me i had a guy send me something today that was a total take on something i'd done but he completely changed the idea and the theme wow. and it was brilliant you know he, he'd made it fit what he wanted it to do and it looked absolutely fabulous you know brilliant Oh, absolutely brilliant. Uh, so much more still to come on tonight's show, folks. We are speaking with Daryl Wakelam. He's such a dude. Uh, talking about how we can use recycled 3D materials and models to support creative curriculum. We love that. Maria, how can our listeners join our conversation this evening? Thank you, Russell. This is just fabulous. This has given me so many ideas to do with young people. It's just brilliant. So we would like to ask our listeners, you know, thinking about next term, how could you adapt these, you know, the topics that you're teaching to incorporate, you know, Daryl's sculptural ideas? And and obviously this is your time to ask Daryl all the wonderful questions that you'd like to ask him. So um, there you go. Go onto the Padlet, click onto that pink circle, write your name in the box, Write your question or your comment. And while you're doing that, we've got another amazing track. We have indeed. We've got Talk Talk, Life's What You Make It. Daryl, what what do you choose this one for? (laughs) This is a classic band from my teenage years. I actually saw this band on the only three tours they ever did. And the first one, I think I was only 12. It's one of the first concerts I ever went to on my own. Um, and me and my best friend at school, Mark, we just loved this band to death and, and followed them. And I have listened to them ever since. Uh, sadly, the lead singer died a couple of years ago, very young, and just just love their tracks, play them all the time. And this is probably the most well-known, so that's why I've picked it. <laughs> oh, stunning choice there, Daryl. Absolutely stunning choice. 
Uh, time for the competition again, folks. We have a free ticket, a VIP ticket worth £90 to give away this evening. We're giving it away to the uh, third correct answer on this question. What's the date of our first Seeds of Creativity live show? This ticket will get you into the Mental Health and Wellbeing show. It's uh, being held virtually. It's on the 20th of May and it's got some brilliant keynote speakers there. Just drop your answer to learnradiolive at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you. So good luck to everyone on that. We are so giving that away. It's a great opportunity. Thanks to everyone at the Mental Health and Wellbeing Show for making that possible. Maria, what do we have by way of an answers? Well, thank you very much. So I'll come to the comments first of all. So Ian is saying, looking forward to hearing from the fabulous Daryl Wakelam. He was superb on the Crafty Cafe. You're right, Ian. He was absolutely brilliant. And Mia, Mia says, thank you and love your work, Daryl. Keep doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Thank oh, you very much, Mia, for getting nice. in touch with the show. And so the question we asked colleagues was, you know, what are you inspired to do? Could you adapt any of the topics you're doing? And we've got Megan. Megan is saying that she's inspired to do some Roman shields. Oh, that's a good one. That's a really good one. Roman shields with my class for next term. Wonderful. Thank you. So keep your questions coming in for Daryl. And Daryl, we've got a few questions for you now, if you're ready. Yeah, go for it. Lovely. So Simon's saying, I loved the crafty cafe show you did but he's not very confident in leading a lesson like this what could you suggest for him to use well I, I, to be honest i think you need you just need to break something down really simply i think it, rather than it being a specific thing i think you can take any art project you know obviously any of mine but any art project but just have a go at it first um, have a go yourself and when you have a go yourself you start to realize which which bits are tricky which bits need to be broken down further maybe you'd need some uh, templates if there were very little kids for certain mm -hmm. parts so I always kind of go through and you know, like make a few notes and try and work out roughly how long each bit's gonna gonna take and then I try and break it down into stages so if I'd got an hour working with kids I'll never do something for an hour I will always do something for 10 minutes then 20 then 20 and break it all down um, and you know get them to help each other you know if someone's always finishing early then you go okay we've got five minutes we're going to help the other people catch up we're mm. going to work next to you and and a lot of the stuff is is management techniques it isn't art techniques it's how you manage children and you make sure they're all happy and no one's getting left behind and they're sharing stuff so it's things like that really it's using those skills um and, and if you're worried about the art skills you know pick something simple have a go yourself work out mm. what they're going to i mean that would be my advice anyway and do you ever see children getting frustrated or, or worried that they're not doing it in the right way, so to speak? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, one of the first things I say to young children is always the same thing, which is, you know, I've come here to do something positive with you and I will not let you get negative about it. So if you struggle, you ask me and I will solve it. And, mm -hmm. and I, I, I basically lay, lay on the line that I will be able to do that. And, you know, that takes out a lot of that kind of, uh, pressure. I think as a child, when someone new walks into the classroom, it's quite nerve-wracking, you know, to, to have mm. a new adult telling you what to do. So I think you have to you have to say that to them. You have to show them that you're going to be okay. You know, smile at them. Um, you know, ask them some questions, engage them, and then try and make them feel comfortable that you're going to solve what their problems are. And I think some people just waltz in and expect that to happen, but you have you have to earn that. You have to work at it. 
it's 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 a really brilliant privilege i mean i've seen you know as a teacher myself you know i've seen visitors and artists come into the into the classroom and you have a magic there's something about you coming in and you just you know you just grasp them and and, and they're with you all the time so um you know thank you from behalf of all educators for what you do really I think it's, for most people as well, it's it's because you're a, you're a professional, and the children understand that when an author or a dancer or someone like that comes into school, that's what they do for a job, and there's a different feel about that. There is a sort of magic. It's a bit like you know a real footballer coming into school. You know they 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 get that power from it, and and if it's something that they like that they're excited about, then that's even more powerful. So um, if it's if it's something that you can use to enthuse them and make them more excited, then you learn how to do that pretty rapidly i think yeah and i'm pretty sure you're going to be inspiring the next generation of 3d sculptures isn't that right russell absolutely <laughs> it's a, a great way to do that as well and i just wonder whether uh, you could talk us through um a bit more about um how colleagues could get started on a 3d model i just wanted to just throw something in a curveball here so perhaps pe or science daryl how could we get start well i think I mean, it's harder in some subjects. Like I say, history is, is nailed on. You know, it's so easy to kind of link that to art. Some other subjects, you've got to be a little bit more clever about the way you do things. So I've, I've worked a lot on, uh, particularly when there's been events that are to do with PE, you know, like the Olympics and stuff like that. I've quite often done a lot of figure, figure sculptures, mm. very simple figure sculptures, but, you know, made swimmers and athletes and runners and, you know, all sorts of kind of... Um, different activities it's a great way of doing that i've got something on my website where you can make little tin foil figures so it's a really simple process and you can bend them into positions you could even animate something like that um so stuff like that works really well i mean science is a great one though i mean science i do a lot of projects linked obviously through the animal side of it but but also you know inventors inventions um and and you know where i live i do a lot of work based on fossils and paleontology and dinosaurs and there's so many links to science you know space is like a massive one that that um, out of all the themes in, in particularly in primary school i think space is the one that's probably been around and been used the most since i was a child you know um i, mean, I was actually born in 1969 i was born three months before the moon landing so I, i've you know space has been a massive topic throughout my life um and yeah i love scientific themes it's brilliant brilliant yeah. absolutely brilliant. now we had anticipated asking a question about confidence uh, and skills but you've already uh, our listeners have already beaten us to that right Rightly so. It just beautifully shows that we're completely uh, on yeah. topic with them as well. So I'm just going to step over that. So, Maria, you've got the next question. Thank you. I'm going to go back to the Padlet because we've got a few questions oh, coming okay. in live for you as well, Daryl. So yep. um, Megan wants to know, what's the biggest sculpture you have made and how long did it take you? And I'm going to add in brackets. And what's the smallest sculpture oh, you've made? Good one. <laughs> well, the biggest one, I definitely know this, and I have got a photograph of this somewhere online. Uh, I made a, a totem pole with a group of, I think they were year nine kids. Um, and their DT teacher managed to get hold of some amazing cardboard tubes that were literally about a metre or more across. Wow. They'd, I think they'd had like steel rods inside them or something like that. And he, and he cut them on a machine so that they all locked together so we could stack them. And we made this amazing totem pole that was about probably about 25 feet tall and the kids made them individually obviously on on kind of desks working in groups and then we stacked them and it was one of those times where you were really glad there wasn't a health and safety inspector there because we <laughs> yeah i think we had um 
like step ladders on tables on two separate tables so oh, don't, I don't, try, don't try this at home don't yeah, try this at home or at school kids yeah those were the days uh, but that was that was definitely the the biggest the smallest things are often uh, parts of other things so I, i've made uh, you know very complex models i made a, a bookcase a couple of years ago that had loads of little artifacts on it um, and kids helped me make all the books for the bookcase, but I had to make most of the artifacts, and it included really tiny little sort of ships and and things like that. Like if you imagine like a ship in a bottle type thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I quite like intricate stuff. I can kind of get into the zone and do it, but it, it needs you to be in the right frame of mind, I think, to do something like that. But I do like the tricky stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. And Maya is asking as well. Can she ask you what is your favourite sculpture that you've ever made? I know that's a bit like choosing which of your children is your favourite, but can you choose a favourite one? Yeah, it it, it changes a lot. But I, where I'm sitting, I'm sitting at home in my little kind of box office room, and I've got behind me two masks on the shelf, which I made. I think they're probably about twenty five years old, um, and. I just absolutely love them. I know that if I tried to make them again, they wouldn't look quite the same and they've aged really well as well. And they're just cardboard, paper mache, the same kind of stuff I use now, but they've been sitting behind me on the shelf wherever I've lived and sort of watching over me. And they're, they're two of my favourite things, yeah. Thank you. And, and last question on the Padlet as well. Is there anything that you found a challenge to make? Yeah, I, th- I think sometimes it's hard to make something that actually looks like someone. Uh, so, uh, you know, occasionally I remember recently someone asked me to do a Charles Darwin portrait with kids. Um, and I've done, you know, I've done quite a few models based on famous people. And like sometimes they work. I remember doing one based on Gandhi and it was absolutely brilliant. From the moment the kids put it together, it looked like him, you know, before it was even painted or anything. It just worked. And then other times you get it and you think that looks absolutely nothing like them and you keep fiddling and tweaking and and getting them to try different things. And that can be really frustrating. That can be really hard, um, especially if you know there's a bit of pressure on it actually looking like that person. So that's, I think, the trickiest thing to do, definitely. Thank you. Thank you for answering that. Now, we know that we had Earth Hour a few weeks ago, but Earth Day is coming up in a few weeks' time on April the 22nd. Now, do you have any ideas about what colleagues could do to celebrate that special day? Yeah, I mean, we we did some work, obviously, last time I was on your show, and and I also tweaked my um, paper plate turtle that I've got on the website um, and, and put that out there so there's there's a couple of things that people can use as a bit of a starter but there's so many things i mean you know animals wise you know i think if you if you go online there's so many ideas and so many projects that i know people are used to looking on sort of pinterest and having a look for stuff but I, i think you know taking really simple ideas about birds about animals about insects looking at animals that are in danger um looking at you know the plastics in the ocean situation that we've got i think all of those things lend themselves to artwork um and and also children are very switched on about this you know that they're they're very aware of these issues and i think that it's a great way of, of almost combining those three three things you know taking the excitement of doing a piece of artwork the excitement of uh, looking at animals and then adding it to a, a situation that's current and something that's um, that, that the children are, are interested or worried or frightened about, you know, something that's got a bit of power to it. 
I think just adds into the mix. So if you put those three things together, then you're, you're not really going to get a group of children that aren't into it, you know. So, and I think that's what it's all about. You've got to kind, you've got to find a way of making it exciting for them from the outset, from the get-go. They've got to want to be involved. Um, and I think you know initiatives like Earth Day and and uh, World Book Day and things like that are just a fantastic handle for stuff like that. You know, I think that works brilliantly with children. Mm, absolutely i mean i i love those days i mean uh, as russell will tell you i'm a bit of a calendar queen i do like to know what you know what yeah. what national day is um yeah. but i do i do think that the legacy is important it's not just for one day you know world book day is great but it's not just that one day it's keeping that legacy going yeah. and 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 russell i think you might want to ask a question about david attenborough is that right oh yes can i do that as well because you you told us yes. on off it was one of those kind of um incidental quite one uh those kind of conversations there as well and I want to know um, how your encounter with him, what kind of impact did that leave on your life there? Could you just talk us through that experience? Yeah, I mean, well, it's, it's, I, it's a strange one, but I've, I've, I've actually met David Attenborough three times, right? I don't think I told, <laughs> told you this, but I, I went to a book signing. I was bang on the right age for Life on Earth. So I bought Life on Earth. In fact, it was bought for me for my birthday. And I went to a book signing, met David Attenborough. And of course, me being me, I took him a, a picture of a dinosaur, which I'd done for him. So I met him and gave him this picture. And he said, oh, it's a Tyrannosaurus Rex. And he was very cute. And uh, yeah, that made, that made my day, made my year. And then the, the irony of that was um, when I first moved down to Dorset, I got asked to make some dinosaur models for the, the museum in Dorchester. And they told me, you you know, you can come to the opening event. David Attenborough's opening it. So I was like, gobsmacked, you know, great. So I went. So literally sort of 30 years later, 35 years later, I'm meeting David Attenborough again. I got him to sign another book for me and said, oh, do you want to have a look at this dinosaur? <laughs> so it was almost like a full circle thing where I basically had the same conversation with him when I was 10 as I did when I was kind of. 45 or whatever i was so uh but he, he was he's the reason i ended up down here in dorset you know he him splitting open a stone on television and showing you an ammonite inside and he used to have a program on tv called fabulous animals when i was very little this is before life on earth started and that was just my program you know i've got the book still here behind me on the shelf that i bought with my own pocket money um, and he was the person that opened the door to animals and to fossils and to history and all, all of that became part of my life as well so uh, alongside the art I've always been interested in natural history as well and that's how I ended up down here in Dorset and making dinosaurs that's just incredible I, I love how certain people can come into our lives and have a massive impact on us and yeah. I just think you know as educators you know and I'm, I'm talking you know from classroom assistants to governors to you know teachers artists coming in we all have an impact and we can all remember as children you know that one special person who completely changed our way of thinking and um you know, we're doing the things that we're doing today because of that wonderful, wonderful person. So thank you, Daryl, so much for joining us this evening. It has been pleasure. an absolute pleasure to chat to you. I mean, it's been amazing. But where can colleagues get in contact with you? Well, basically, you know, on Twitter, you can find me on there just at Daryl Wakelum. And uh, my name's very unusual. It's an unusual spelling. So if you try and find me, you'll find me. Uh, I'm one of the only people in the world with that spelling. Or if you just put Daryl, D-A-R-R-E-L-L and art into any search, I'm pretty sure I'll pop up near the top of the page. <laughs> 
Oh, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. And Russell, we've got our last question for our listeners this evening, we haven't we? have indeed. And just before I give that, folks, if you click on the photograph of Daryl with his fabulous uh, artwork in the background there, that'll take you directly to his website. It is darylwakelam.com and it's the only place to go. And you get all the details there as I'll follow you on Twitter. I didn't mention Twitter, at Daryl Wakelam. Uh, and he got the full spelling there as well. I didn't need dots or dashes or twos or threes or anything. And he's quite right. Uh, there is just the one and only there. Uh, the question uh, is number three, folks, and it's just going live on the Padlet right now. And here's the question. What ideas do you have now that you will incorporate into your summer term planning? So we need an outcome. We need a takeaway from our intervention this evening. What ideas do you have now? from this evening's show that you will incorporate in your summer term planning. Please use the contact padlet. We'd love to uh, share your answers and your further questions on those. Our pink circle, bottom right-hand corner, you know the drill, folks. And our next track, our last one uh, for this evening on the show uh, is... Uh, no, it's not. It's one more after this, actually. is another Daryl choice as well, I have to say. Really looking forward to this. This is Radiohead. Don't get to play them uh, very often. High and dry. We're back after this. Stay with us this evening. At 9pm we have TTT, Teacher Tunes Thursday with yoga coach and primary teacher, Leslie Collinson. Leslie is back with us for some live radio yoga for your young learners. Join us on TTT, here on learnradio.net from 9pm tonight. That's certainly right. Nine o'clock, the show switches over and we go into TTT mode. Do stay with us. It's nine minutes to nine. That was Radiohead, High and Dry. Lovely track. As you were saying, we're in a lovely album as well. Don't get a chance to play that as much as uh, uh, as it used to as well. Good choice of music, Daryl. Thank you so much indeed. Anything on the contact pad? I hadn't looked for a moment, but there might be something there. Yes, we've got we've got Maya. Maya is saying, I'm going to make the turtle plate. And thank you for your ideas, Daryl. Oh, he had such amazing ideas. I I want to do them all. You know, I, I, you know what I'm like at the yeah. Crafty Cafe. I mean, I love a paper plate, love a recycled bit of toilet roll. I mean, it, it, the ideas are so simple and 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 empowering because, yeah, it, like Daryl was saying, it's a level playing field. You know, if, if you're not very good at art, you're not very good at something else. You know, everybody can be making something. You know, I did. You know, I know you said that your koala looked like a Dalek, but I think it looked pretty good. You know, you, we're just learning, aren't we? If it's if you haven't learned that skill yet. You know, it's, it, you're accruing all of these wonderful sure. things, aren't you? And, we, and, away, and you get away with it. The 3D gives you an ability. He's right. It's the drawing bit. It's it, mm. it's something to do with the criticality of it. It's high, you know, it, it, that kind of invites a critical appraisal. Whereas something that's chunky and, and, and has got ripped cardboard in it just looks more abstract. And I just love the empowerment that that brings. And I think he's right. You can you can carry almost any child along with you in the class with that because it's 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 harder to judge it you see what i'm getting at there it's just mm. it's harder for someone to kind of you know to to be critical about that because it's all really down to you and it and the cardboard just speaks volumes i just love it i absolutely love it and he is so talented looking at his stuff i mean the uh, we've just drawn all over it with our padlet but there was a lovely <laughs> sea turtle on there with a the paper plate that's that's your paper plates personified i have to say that was his earth day one of his earth day uh, activities uh, just absolutely stunning he's done that and that's up on his website and we've got a picture of it on there as well uh, we've drawn all over it i feel a bit bad about that but uh, you know it's fine it's it's okay it's lovely it's really nice and I, I love that so clever and putting an earth on the back of the paper plate it's really clever mm. i like that really much and it, and it and it's it's ideas like that then can 
you know, spark your ideas for the classroom. So mm. if you are doing something about Earth Day or you are doing something in science about turtles or if you're not doing something, you're doing some shields, you might use a paper plate. So, you know, educators, we're all very clever. You know, we're, we're gathering all of these wonderful ideas and, and it's just, you know, just changing it a little bit, adapting it, evolving it. And then before you know, you've created something, you know, different. But tonight's had a really big impact on me. I mean, as, as you can imagine, you know, listening to David Attenborough, I mean, I'm, I'm drama trained. You know, my degree is in drama. Um, but I remember as an eight-year-old, you know, walking into a drama centre, um, you know, very, very excited that I could be somebody else, you know, find find a different way, pretending. You know, it's just, you know, as educators, we have such, it's a privilege, actually, Russell, mm. you know, you know, it, to, to be able to walk alongside, you know, these learners. They were us, you know, they children were, when people say to me, why do you like working with children? I said, they were me. I was, you know, I was a child five minutes ago, and now suddenly I'm <laughs> many years old. I'm still them. I'm pressing the buttons that I dreamt of. I remember setting up a, a radio DJ thing, and I used to record my voice and do announcements on tape, and I had a reel-to-reel tape record, and I used to um, edit them, and you had a little, um, you'd never be able to do this now, uh, a, a cutthroat razor blade, and you had to splice the tape diagonally in this mm. little block, and you'd use them little sticky tape to stick the bits together so you could kind of edit your oh my goodness you just and now it's all kind of audacity and stuff like that so um but you know learning the old-fashioned way was just a great introduction to that so it's you know we're living our dreams are we not maria which is just good absolutely absolutely and we've got a little final track just to squeeze we in have we have got enough time for this as well it's, it's called the pixies and monkey gone to heaven and i will play that because that was one of uh, his choice we're back after this for our final wrap-up <laughs> By far my favorite station. You're the best. Oh yeah. I love you guys. This is Learn Radio Live. And you're listening to the Seeds of Creativity show. Thank you so much indeed. You're just coming to the end of our show. What have you got planned for the cafe this week, Maria? Oh, this Saturday. Well, we were inspired last week. We were having a conversation with our listeners and we were talking about weather. And I thought, what better way to link Tamsin Morris, the weather weaver that we had on the book club a few weeks ago and do a weather show. So I've done some lovely clouds. I've learned about so many different clouds. I'll be asking you that on Saturday. It's just such a wonderful show. And it's a show that you could use for next term for your planning colleagues um, and linking with geography topics and, and some really fun learning, linking in with Bloom. So it's going to be a, a, a fluffy kind of lovely. A fluffy kind We're of making show. clouds. Are we going to be making some clouds? We are. We're hey. going to be making some clouds. Yes, a, a nimbus cloud, a nimbus cloud to be to be precise. But we'll tell you more about that on Saturday. So Love. make sure you tune in with your yes. young people. And the show page is up, folks. If you want to go and have a look at all the knickknacks, <laughs> I love that word. Everything that you need is up <laughs> on the website. You need to tune in and find out why that's so funny on so many different levels. Mm. Up on there, uh, Crafty Cafe. Just hit that button there. Click click on the show you want to click on, and it is Saturday's show. It's up there already. Everything that you need, and there's a make along video you could have a look at if you wanted to won't spoil the action and it's just a great show as well well maria i have really enjoyed this evening's show what have you enjoyed oh i've enjoyed all of it i could have talked to daryl for another hour or so you know it's, it's just a wonderful wonderful man lots and lots of ideas and um yeah really enjoyed it what about you oh absolutely brilliant i uh, absolutely he's just he gives so freely and we were just talking about that and when you do that i think you receive so much more many many mm. times over he's a genuine kind gentleman who does give so freely of his time just absolutely brilliant time to thank the listeners maria thank you so it's it's 
it's that time in the show where it's leaving us to say goodbye for now and for you to enjoy sowing those cardboard seeds of creativity. Ooh, very clever there. I wonder how they will grow. Thank you so much indeed for listening to us. Stay tuned. It just gone nine o'clock. It's TTT kicking off in just a moment. I will have everything up on the show page for you in just a moment. We'll start with our music track. But until then, it's goodbye from her. And it's goodbye from him. 